Hello and welcome to episode number 56 for February 21st, 2010 of Take Him With You. Today we talk about the Winter Olympics, the Sci-Fi Channel in HD, and more. Yeah, we talk about all sorts of stuff. I might drag my kid in here to talk about his fun experience with the police on Sunday morning. (laughs) Uh, We got to preach out of the church in Quinault. We'll talk a little bit about that. And uh, lots of other fun, geeky things. All that and more on this episode of Take Him With You. Stick around. Amy's joining me, by the way. She'll be here in a minute. Hi, this is Rick Moyer. And I've got a brand new CD out to watch the stars with. It's called Stargazer. Take a listen to some of the songs. Three, two, one, zero. Launch commence. Liftoff. We have liftoff with Apollo 14. Three minutes past the hour. this 13-track CD or download it at takehimwithyou.com slash stargazer. Stargazer, a collection of songs to watch the stars with. Get your copy today. Time once again to find out what's happening at Rick's house on Take Him With You. So it's Valentine's Day, and we're driving out to Quinault to preach at the Quinault Valley Chapel. And by the way, in the background, you'll be able to hear the recycling truck picking up our recycling. It's it's either chainsaws or garbage trucks on taking with you. Well, this isn't a garbage truck, though. It's a recycling truck. I can't hear you. What would you say? I said it's not a garbage truck. It's a recycling truck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I'm adjusting your mic because you're not... Try that. Um, there we go. Okay, now we can hear you. Okay, so you can do that over. No, no, I'm not. So there goes the truck. Goodbye. I'm surprised the dog isn't freaking out and running. Like, why? Why does our dog think that it's going to attack a garbage truck or a recycling truck and win? I don't know, but I just saw the recycling go in there. So we did our good deed for the week. We just throw all of our recycling into one big thing, and actually, we don't do it. Our son Andrew, who's here with us. Yes, that's his job. Well, we kind of force him to do it. Sometimes he does it all on his own. Okay. (laughs) You do, and we appreciate that, son. So anyway, Sunday morning, we are driving out to the church out in Quinault to uh, preach out there and enjoy the congregation, and Andrew has a job right after church, so um, we're driving, and he's following us in his little car, and all of a sudden... He disappeared. uh, In our rearview mirror, all of a sudden he was gone. I wasn't gone. You were gone, and I, I thought, where'd he go? Well, we pulled over, though, and waited for like 10 or 15 minutes. And he didn't show up, so and I we got were, worried. Yeah, we Didn't answer thinking. his phone. We kept calling he and calling. called about six times, and he didn't answer. We thought, oh, I hope he wasn't an accident or something. Worse. Can you put those headphones on, please? Who, who Yeah, me? thank you very okay. much. Okay. Can you hear, though, Andrew? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, 
we wait. So finally, Amy decides that she'll get out and stand on the corner just in case he comes by. And the way that the way, the where it was, I had to go back into traffic over a big bridge and go look for him. Yeah. So I'm going over the top of the bridge, and my phone rings, and it's my son Andrew. And uh, what'd you say? I'm not sure. I can't remember either. Did but you uh, text cop or oh, something? I, I text my I text my dad cop, which he got about five minutes after we got back together. At the yeah. So long story short. Uh, there was a policeman in front of me, and he pulled over, and we kept going. And I guess, well, for the first time in the Moyer household, somebody got a ticket. Yeah. So tell us what happened. Oh, I just, my tabs were just expired by two months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that was quite an experience. So what did you feel like when, when the lights went off behind you? Were you thinking, I wasn't speeding. I, I on purposely don't speed. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're actually the best driver in our house. Yeah, once I pulled over, like, oh, crap. What? I don't know what. <laughs> I didn't do anything. <laughs> and so tell me what happened when you came up to the window. You rolled your window down. Oh, uh, do you know your tabs are expired? Uh, no. <laughs> you didn't even know. Yeah. It, it, it's pretty much shell shock when you get pulled over yeah. and he walks over to your car. It's like, yeah. Uh, the okay. lights and the sirens and you go, oh, And then what did he ask you me? for? it? My... In my license, registration, and insurance, I believe. Yeah. And, of course, I could not find my insurance card. Yeah, we just changed. Do you have your registration, though? <sighs> yeah, I believe I did. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, and we just changed our insurance not that long ago, so. <laughs> Thankfully, yeah. he didn't give you that $500 ticket for not having But he gave you a ticket today. instead of a warning, first time ever, and you got, how much was the ticket? $216 for $40 tabs. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Well, guess I what? Guess. You went and got your tabs, though. Now, yeah, I got those about thirty minutes ago. Yeah, and now they're on your on your car. Are you going to court? I, I'm going to. Yeah, so hopefully they'll reduce sixteen dollars. Well, maybe they'll reduce it. And really, technically, I tried to tell you this. It really is my ticket because the car is registered in my name because you're not old enough. Have you even driven it? <laughs> Know that. Yeah, um, we went. Remember, we went out for a test drive in it, and then I I drove, and then you drove. Yeah, that was the last time the I last ever drove it. Three months. Who's been driving it? Well, it's your car. You paid for it. Yeah, but you're not old enough to get it in your name. So, okay. So, what? So, what weird feelings do you have when you get pulled over? Because I've been pulled over a few times, but never got a ticket. It, it starts out being like, "Oh crap, what just happened?" Yeah, and then you get angry. Yeah. I, I was not too happy with my car. I think I tapped it rather strongly a few times once I got back uh, to where <laughs> It's not I was the car's going. fault. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's an object which you could take that out on. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. You don't want to hurt your car, though. Uh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we're going to see if we can get it reduced, and that'll be good. And now you have new tabs on your car. They're good till November. And we I signed you up for email notification next time. <laughs> Yeah, good idea. Yeah. So, anyway, sorry about that. And uh, I thought everybody might enjoy that story. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> it, it really was. A, it was pretty stressful, though, on the in the morning last Sunday. Thanks, Andrew. We were supposed to be out at Lake Penalt, um at a certain time. And, and we did get there on time. We thankfully had left a little early, which was good because um, yeah. if we would have left... Um, if we hadn't had any um, spare time there, we would have been in trouble. Yeah, I got you all the way cranked up, and you're not close enough. I I'm almost kissing this microphone. Well, you should kiss me, not the microphone. Oh well, yeah, we could you know work on that later. 
that's you're so embarrassing. <laughs> Why do you do that to me? Everybody uh. I like embarrassing you. It's fun. <sighs> okay, sure. Yeah. So now that we have HD in our house, I've been watching some sci-fi programs on HD. Yeah, it's hard because we we have it just here in the family room. Mm-hmm. So, um no one wants to watch any of the old TVs. I know because it's so much crystal clear and happy. Yeah. Yeah, but it's in the same room that you record, so it's hard. Yeah, a little difficult. Well, that's a good thing that we have a DVR that records it, and then we yeah. can watch it later. Mm-hmm. The only problem I had is that uh, Smallville is not in HD, so I have to watch it in regular, and it just doesn't have the same feeling. Yeah, I wonder why they don't have it in HD. That's I think we I think they do have it in HD in places. We just it. don't happen to have that channel on our dish. Mm, okay. Yeah, and I found out that uh, they just added the Hallmark channel in HD. Which I would really like, but we'd have to go up. We'd have a to package. bump up one more program, one more package, and then we'd have to pay more money a month. And you said reduce the bills, not get them bigger. Yeah, I did. Not that I'm really bossy, but I, I tend to be more frugal. Yeah, you so, do. Yes. It's not really fair, but you know, at least you got let me get the H D T V. That was nice. It only took you ten years of begging. Yeah, and literally sometimes. Yeah, if you'd yeah. like drool, we go to I know you'd have to bring a napkin. Go to Sears or, or Walmart, Walmart or, or wherever, something, yeah. and you'd be like, ah. Now that it's in the house, though, it's very big looking for the room. It's it's just perfect. Yeah. We don't have a very big room, so we couldn't get one of those giant, giant ones. But. Yeah. But I've been watching a bunch of different sci-fi shows in HD, and you can tell the ones that were actually filmed in HD versus those that weren't. And uh, there's not a huge amount. I mean, all the newer shows are are done that way, and they're nice. Like... We watch watching USA Network. We like to watch um, Burn Notice and mm-hmm. uh, White Collar. Is really, you know, White Collar is a great show. And I don't know if we talked about this on the program before, but um, if you haven't watched it before, there's a husband and wife on that show that are actually love each other. Yeah, and are faithful to each other. And yeah, and we get a kick out of yeah. what they say. That's and hilarious. They, they just like to be with each other and eat meals together, and you know, and he's like an FBI agent or something, so yeah. he doesn't get home as often as he wants to. He wants to, but I thought the one of the recent ones he was uh, undercover and he had a girl um, uh, making a pass at him, and he had to keep in his undercover status, but he was he was scared to death. And uh, and then he told his wife about it. And uh, what he, was the well, thing? Well, he said he had to flirt to, right. in his undercover thing. And she goes, really? You hate to flirt. <laughs> it was so cute. <laughs> it was. But then then I can't remember. Oh, I miss your hands or something. Because like, he, he was undercover as a chiropractor. Yeah. And then uh, we he's talking to this girl on the phone. And and the wife wants to hear the conversation, uh-huh. so he puts it on speakerphone, and then she says, "I can't wait to feel your touch again, your magic, hands. Or your magic hands." And and he uh, he just turns bright red and turns the speakerphone off, and then she's instead of thinking it's cute, she goes, "Now wait a second. <laughs> and, and he goes, "I was undercover as a chiropractor. <laughs> it, it was pretty cute." But. Anyway, funny show, White Collar on USA. It's really good. Mm-hmm. It's, and of it, course, we like Psych. On USA and Monk was on, but it's off now. It's not there anymore. Yeah, yeah. They we have like some Psych. good shows on that channel. Yeah, Psych is really funny because you know all the improv that guy does. It must be hilarious. It's just so funny. Yeah, goofy. Yeah. I think you and he would be really bad together. Yeah, we probably get in trouble. Yes. Yeah, he would. So okay, we've also been watching, and and I know I have to confess. Please don't turn off the podcast after you hear this, but I just don't like the Olympics. 
I like some of it. Okay, I now, like my it. wife loves the Olympics. Well, I grew up in a very sports-orientated family, though. And in HD, they're pretty cool looking. Yeah. But. But the only thing that I want to watch is I've asked you to to tape the ice skating. Right, and me. I push record, and it records for six crazy hours. Yeah, because. And you get all the, oh, hey, look at how he zipped his jacket, Bob. That's right, Bob, or Jack. It's like, oh, they come don't on. talk about how they zip their jackets. What else can they do to fill all the time? They talk like <laughs> idiots. I'm sorry. I just don't like it. And. I you really like the figure skating, and I think yeah. you know you might enjoy that. Well, it's I think very it's graceful. And it's beautiful. graceful and beautiful, beautiful music. but I don't know. Once you've seen a skater, you've seen a skater. Well, what's neat about it is that is very hard, very athletic. They need a lot of strength, and a lot of skill, a lot of practice, but they make it look effortless. Oh, I would. So I'd look great out there. <laughs> what do you What are you laughing about? I've seen you on roller skates. Yeah. I... <laughs> hurt my butt on roller skates what i do i broke a digital camera the we the church had bought a nice digital camera and i was wearing it and broke it fell yeah. right on my butt and then, and then the thing fell out of my hands and hit the ground and we, we used to take the youth group skating when we were youth pastors yeah like once a year or something and and i love skating and i would get going and i get going fast and i'd be going around and, and there here be rick with his arms out oh, <laughs> he looks like a toddler learning to walk on those skates no right? the bigger they are the harder they fall that's what i say and i did not <laughs> like roll and then you were sore for weeks afterwards from just stupid roller skating anyway yeah, but i'm I, not a fan i actually love skating I so like what else do you like in the olympics well, in I think it might be not the Winter Olympics though, but I think it's the Summer Olympics that they have the gymnastics. I like the gymnastics too. I don't know. I I like the gymnastics and I like the figure skating. Those are kind of my two favorite things. Yeah, you don't like the luge? No, especially it looks like when loogie, people but it's especially luge. when people die. That was horrible. Oh, I, did, I felt so bad. I didn't watch any of that because I actually I don't saw like the, the they showed a picture stuff. of him coming around the corner and then he crashes and runs into the cement post and i just went Ooh. and i guess he like broke his neck his well, spinal column i don't know if like it was in- instantaneous but it was horrible yeah. horrible young guy too yeah it sounds at least but like i watch i did scary. i did watch a little bit of the the luge i think is what it's called that is dangerous and yeah. wow they're going fast one of the guys got up to like 90 some miles an hour that makes me nervous with I no don't... they they have a helmet and yeah. that's it I don't it's like spandex. that, and I don't like the skiing because it just makes me nervous. I think the skiing is amazing. Wouldn't that be fun if you could really do that, flying up in the air and like a superhero? I don't like Of course, that you got to come part. back down, and I don't know about yeah, that. Yeah, the landing would, man. Yeah, no. They do pretty good, though. I mean, these guys know what they're doing. Yeah, but I remember, did you ever watch the Wonderful World of Sports when we were kids, and they'd have this thing at You're the beginning? You're talking to Rick here. I didn't well, watch sports. Okay, my family. I watched science fiction. My family watched Star Trek. sports more than they watched science Bonanza. fiction. Bonanza. That's not yeah. science fiction, but it was cool. Well, we like Bonanza, but they used to have this thing about people like crashing on skis. I've never and been the on the agony skis. of defeat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've never um, been on skis. I've gone snowshoeing. That's more my speed. Snowshoeing? Yeah. What's that? You put on snowshoes and you go on a walk. And it rises you above the snow? Well, you kind of float on top. It it spreads out your weight so that you don't sink into the snow Okay. these snowshoes. I've, n- I've never been around enough snow to go snowshoeing. Well, it was up at Hurricane Ridge, and I actually got caught in a hurricane on Hurricane Ridge. Go figure. That's why they yeah. probably call it Hurricane Ridge. <laughs> it was scary. It was a, a hurricane, really? Well, or a was, blizzard? It was a blizzard. It was... Because um, blizzards aren't hurricanes, It was a whiteout. So it was snowing so hard and the wind was blowing so much. I've used whiteout before. 
Well, different kind of whiteout. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so the Olympics are on, and they've taken up the entire NBC channel. That's okay. They didn't have much anyway. They have Chuck, and it wasn't on. That's right. Chuck. Ah. We miss Chuck. Is is that Geeky Show on there, too? What? Um, mm. Geeky Show. You know, with the science geeks. Big Bang Theory. Is, is that NBC or that's a different I think channel? that's CBS. Oh, but that was a rerun. It was. I was bummed out. I was all ready to watch Big Bang Theory in HD, and then it wasn't on. Yeah. Well, it was on, but it was a rerun, and who wants to watch reruns? Yeah, not me. No. I don't Especially like when it's Star Trek. Unless it's Star Trek. Then I'll watch every <laughs> rerun, every time. I know. I was disappointed, though, that TNG is not in HD because, of course, it wasn't filmed that way. And it looks very so low does that quality. Mean that we can stop watching it all the time then? No. Well, not that I watch it all the time. No. Because I just but tell you the what plot are you thinking? and then I what fall What are you asleep. trying to think? I, I'm, yeah. I no. just know all the plots. Why do I want to watch it again? <laughs> because it's high quality entertainment. Of course, I can watch Pride and Prejudice every year or, or Sound of Music or something like that. I guess so. Classics. I like the classics. I guess so. Well, anyway. Of you think Star Trek's classic. So. It is classic. What are you talking about? Gee whiz. <sighs> you, you really need to get educated here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. So what else? Anything else going on that you want to We can talk a little bit about the, how it went when we went to the church. Oh, that was fun. Yeah. We went out to Quinault. Had a great time. Great and, uh, church. If you're, if you're ever visiting the, the rainforest Valley. Visit rainforest. the church there. Yeah. There's, a, there's one church in the community. Um, Quinault Valley Chapel. It's a, um, Pastor Gary and Carmen West and Rusty, the mm-hmm. worship leader. Oh, it was awesome. great. Awesome yeah, kid. You yeah. know, the, this he's young, not a kid anymore. Well, he, he used to do. He's youth, married and has kids. I know. But he used to do kid. youth stuff with us and he was the most wild, crazy guy. And, and now he's a Jesus lover, full tilt, bozo for Jesus. And <laughs> full tilt, bozo and, for um, Jesus. This is my wife yeah, who sang heavy metal last week, saying full tilt, bozo for Jesus. That's a and beer commercial. Anyway, what? go ahead. <laughs> full tilt, bozo was a beer oh, commercial. Well, but if you're for Jesus and not beer, that's okay, right? I guess. You could be for Jesus and beer, I guess, if you wanted to. <laughs> I think beer smells. Well, not everybody thinks beer smells. I don't yeah. particularly enjoy it, but then Meds, who is my friend over in England, yeah. uh, says that beer is actually pretty good if you get the right kind. Yeah, well, I think that's kind of a European... Well, a lot of Americans drink beer, too, but I think they drink a lot of beer in Europe. I do. I think they do. Yeah. It doesn't have the same social um, stigma on it in, in Europe as it does here in the States as far as like people that go to church. Yeah. Because I think over there, people go to church... Then they, they drink go beer out for too. a beer afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. And it's different than here. Yeah. Isn't that odd? I don't know. You know, for me, I, the only reason I don't drink it, not it's p- partly taste, but the other part is I get addicted to things very easily, so I just don't yeah. go down the alcohol route. It's just, I just know me. I'm crazy enough as it is. My dad used to say that because <coughs> he used to eat Adam's peanut butter by the gallon. Yes, he did. And he goes, if I if I eat peanut butter like this, what would it be like if I drank alcohol? Yeah, could so be bad. So he decided not to drink alcohol. So we went out there and I preached a message called uh, The Gong Show, and mm-hmm. we had a great time. And then uh, later that day we came back into town and, and did their Valentine's banquet. And I put that online if people want to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just tell you the, the URL. I don't know if I put a link to it on our webpage. I'll put it in the notes here for the podcast. But it's uh, takehimwithyou.com slash podcast slash valentine2010. Dot MP3. Mm-hmm. And I got a little embarrassed when we talked. You did great. 
especially when you brought up the difference between microwaves and crockpots. Yes, you. That was. A I can't believe PG you get embarrassed. 13. I'm the one that gets embarrassed, not you. Well, I do a little bit, especially yeah. you know talking about crockpots. You have to listen. Yeah. Yeah. I we've said it before on the show, so if if you've listened to any of our previous yeah. programs, you know what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So anything else you want to talk about that's been going on around our house before we get into the rest of the program? think so i think we've talked quite a bit already yeah yeah i hope we're not boring everybody i know i get a lot of emails that people really like it when you're on the program so i've been trying to get you on the program more often yeah i've got a pile of work to do though so yeah you have to... more to do so i'll we can yeah. get through this and then you can go do your work and i yeah. can edit yeah it's fun yeah it's always and always fun. this time if i if i actually start singing heavy metal please edit it out <laughs> i got more compliments on you singing heavy metal than and me quoting monty python and now oh. on twitter i've been quoting uh um napoleon dynamite a friend of ours from um i from caught oregon. you i caught you delicious bass oh no good a friend of ours from oregon um I he was commenting about the podcast that he really enjoyed it and thought it was hilarious and so I asked him if I should do our next album that we put out that it should be a heavy metal one with me singing <laughs> and, and he thought it would be hilarious because um, you put out a stargazing album of, of this beautiful instrumental music and you're loud and obnoxious so he thought it would just be Proper. I'm, I'm loud and obnoxious. Yeah, he thought Thanks. it'd be proper for for the quiet Amy to put out a heavy metal album. <laughs> I don't think the world is ready yet for that. I agree with you, <laughs> especially since we'll I call like... it Armageddon Amy. <laughs> oh mercy! Okay, <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm really. What awaits you? No, I don't think so. I don't think I could sing like that if I tried. You did last week. You had it I right. You nailed it. La- I didn't sing low. No, no. I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> you don't sing low in heavy metal. Well, I guess you can. Thrash no. is where you scream. Those... No, it sounds like somebody's like barking. chewing on a bone. That's barking music. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There we go. She's doing thrash music now. Watch out, everybody. That's what I call thrash music. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, we'll be right back with Words of Wisdom because I don't know where this conversation is going. <laughs> it's time once again for Words of Wisdom on Take Him With You. We're in Genesis chapter 9 from the Message Bible. Verse 1. God blessed Noah and his sons. He said, Prosper, reproduce, fill the earth. Every living creature, birds, animals, fish, will fall under your spell and be afraid of you. You're responsible for them. All living creatures are yours for food just as I gave you the plants. Now I give you everything else, except for meat with its lifeblood still in it. Don't eat that. But your own lifeblood I will avenge. I will avenge it against both animals and other humans. Whoever sheds human blood by humans, let his blood be shed, because God made humans in his image, reflecting God's very nature. You're here to bear fruit, reproduce, lavish life on the earth. Live bountifully. Then God spoke to Noah and his sons, I'm setting up my covenant with you, including your children, who will come after you, along with everything alive around you, birds, farm animals, wild animals that come out of the ship with you. I'm setting up my covenant with you that you will never, never again 
will everything living be destroyed by flood waters. No, never again will the flood destroy the earth. God continued, This is a sign of the covenant I am making between me and you and everything living around you and everyone living after you. I'm putting my rainbow in the clouds, a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. From now on, when I form a cloud over the earth and the rainbow appears in the cloud, I'll remember my covenant between me and you and everything living, that never again will floodwaters destroy all life. When the rainbow appears in the cloud, I'll see it and remember the eternal covenant between God and everything living, every last living creature on earth. And God said, This is the sign of my covenant that I will set up between me and everything living on the earth. The sons of Noah who came out of the ship were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham was the father of Canaan. These are the three sons of Noah. From these three, the whole earth was populated. There you go. That's your words of wisdom on taking with you for this week. Thank you, Amy. You're welcome. And uh, next week, we'll uh, pick it up in Genesis and, and hear some more cool stuff. Well, as you know, Take Him With You is done on a weekly basis. My wife and I are trying to do it more together, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. And there is a way that you can help us. Since a lot of people don't go to the website or even read the notes to the program, let's just tell you how you can give to Take Him With You. All you got to do is go to TakeHimWithYou.com, click on the Donate button. It'll take you right to PayPal. Or if you already know how to do PayPal, all you got to do is go to PayPal and type in it. You can send funds to Rick at TakeHimWithYou.com. That goes right to the podcast. And so if you would like to help us with 5 or $10 a month or 20 or gosh, if you can afford it more, um, we would be able to bring you even more quality, cool programs every single week. And we would love it if you could partner with us. Uh, we're looking forward to doing way more programs together and being able to pay the bills here at the house and bring you something quality and encouraging. Our goal is to encourage you. So if you'd like to give, you can do that. You can also, if you want to send a check in the mail, we've done that before. We've had people do that. All you have to do is write to Take Him With You, care of Rick and Amy Moyer. And then you just send it to 911 Chico Lane, in Aberdeen, Washington, 98520. That's 911 Chico Lane in Aberdeen, Washington, 98520. And we will get that. Just make your check out to MMM or Moyer Multimedia. We are not tax deductible. We're a business. But at the same time, it doesn't really matter. You send, send a donation in and help us keep everything coming to you. All right. No more talking about money. Let's get on with the show. It's time for Food for Thought. Well, today on the podcast, um, it's called "Take Me to Your Leader." Hmm. So we're going to talk about leadership in the in the realms that we operate in work and school and and church and different places like that. We're going to talk about leadership because mm-hmm. I think um, we live in a world where there's leaders and there's followers. Mm-hmm. 
And all of us at one point are leaders, and all of us at one point are followers. Oh, yeah. So it would be really interesting to talk about um, a, pers- a perspective of leadership that that we have encountered and uh, the good and bads of leadership. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. That sounds kind yeah. of fun. I was playing the Newsboys there for a minute. Uh, Take Me to Your Leader. I like that. That song is kind of cool. I'm going to play uh, towards the end of the podcast. I'm going to uh, play this great audio adrenaline song called uh, Mighty Good Leader. Okay. It's really good. We'll get there. All right. We're not going to be there quite yet. But I did a um, I did a little uh, impromptu um, questionnaire again on Facebook. If you want to look up your Facebook there. Eh? Okay. I've got my uh, other stuff here. But uh, um, we did this. I did this little. Uh, I was sitting at the Chinese restaurant, as I always do on Mondays. And I Twittered this. And I also uh, Facebooked it. And I got some really awesome, again, some great responses to the question are you a leader or a follower and why do you think that mm-hmm. so i got all these great responses and i wanted to read some of them to you um let's start i'm going to start with my twitter account if i can get my twitter to work here i've been having problems with twitter lately i don't know why it's being all goofy but uh i got the fail whale a bunch yesterday have you ever seen the fail whale i've never heard of fail whale you've never heard of fail whale Oh, well. All right, then. What's a fail whale? A fail whale is when Twitter is over capacity and it's this whale with, with helium balloons tied to it that is floating him. He's called the fail whale. Hmm. He shows up and says Twitter is over capacity. Wow. That must be a lot of Twitters. There's a lot of twits going on in the world. Mm-hmm. I really like Twitter. It is really cool. I have the most Twitters for Aberdeen, Washington. Yeah, I, I can believe that. Why do you say that? Because um, you are always using a handheld device or computer. And, you know, I'll wake up in the morning and you're checking your Twitters and your emails right from your iPod. It's really annoying, actually, but I love you. Thanks. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, anyway, okay. So the question was, um, are you a leader or a follower? And this is really good. Okay, so the first one says, uh, from uh, Savril, says, Are you a leader or a follower? I'm a leader. I tend to, to orchestrate. Have done that since I was a kid. Not sure why. And then uh, the next one says, Actually, I do know why. It's meant to be a gift, but I don't always want it. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? You're the type of person, mm-hmm. Amy, that you, you are a really good follower. You can be a great leader, but you don't like leading, do you? Um, it's not my favorite just because I feel a lot of pressure and responsibility on me when mm-hmm. I'm leading. I I prefer working behind the scenes and just kind of doing getting things done myself. Yeah. Um, I can delegate. And um, I found with being a mom mm-hmm. that there's a lot of leadership in being a mom to you yes, know, make sure is. your kids do their homework, clean their room, tell your husband what to do. That I haven't been real successful at that. Because <laughs> it depends on the personality of your husband, doesn't um, it? Yeah. Um, but but being a mom is um, being a mom's a, a lot of work. Sure, it is. To try to keep your kids organized, and you know, and then it gets to be a point when your kids get a little older that um, you need to let them make a lot of their own choices and um, accept the consequences of their choices. Um, that's not always easy. 
It's not. I mean, there's some things are just silly. Like my kids went out to Westport that um, yesterday on Monday. The ocean. The ocean, and it's very cold at the ocean here on the west coast and northwest. And um, they were just taking sweatshirts out, and I said, "You might want to take a like a warm ski jacket or a windbreaker to go over the sweatshirt." And they kind of ignored me. And I go, "Well, you know what? You're at the age where you can be cold if you want to." I'm not responsible for that anymore. Uh, yes. You can make that choice. So, <clears throat> you know, and some things are just generic like that. And But when they're young, you, you have to make well, all their you, choices for I them. I mean, this and, isn't a kid-raising podcast today. No. We could talk about that. Well, that's a great subject to talk about later. Yeah. But, but, uh, but in particular, really, when the kids are young, mm-hmm. when they get to be about 10 or 11, you've really already taught them everything you're going to. Pretty much. I mean, you can, you can have good conversation. I'm not saying the kids don't learn after that, but I'm just saying... That, but it goes uh, from telling them what to do to to, dis- to well, kind of discussing and, them and make discussing and it with them. And we are examples them to them. Yeah. So we can we can say certain things, but if we act differently, yeah. But it goes more from authoritarian leadership to a friendship, went, yeah. To more of like a mentor or right, and then a friendship, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Just X says on Twitter, "I'm a leader, but I'd rather be a loner. I don't like to follow, and would rather." Um, people walk beside me uh, if we have to travel. I thought that was really good. I'm on Twitter, not on Facebook. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. She's wondering why she's I, not seeing yeah, this. I'm thing. trying to follow, but I, I'm not on Twitter. I really like that, though, of what he said there, because um, it's it's a much better feeling when you're on a team of people where different people have different roles and fulfill what they're supposed to do. You can get a lot more done that way than having a dictatorship, because even though a dictator would be a leader, it's not always a pleasant experience. Even in our marriage, even though I would say you're a little bit stronger leader than I am, yeah, um, we try to even do our marriage like a teamwork leadership, Absolutely. where kind we, of divide and conquer. You and have maybe certain maybe not at first because do. I was a little more male chauvinist when we first got married, but as time went on and I became a stronger believer in Christ uh-huh. and read Scripture, I found that that wasn't appropriate to be. I mean, we, there are certain groups of people in in Christianity and even in other religions. That really degrade women. Yeah, I don't think that's cool. No, I think yeah. it's ridiculous. And and I think that when you read the Bible and you really read it with an open mind and, and a heart, you, you start seeing that God loves people. And it doesn't matter what they are, you know, male or female. Mm-hmm. He loves people. And we are equal. Yeah. And yet, <clears throat> in a lot of these circles, women are treated very poorly. And even in the United States... There's still executives that if you're a woman, you get less money for the same exact job that a man does. Mm-hmm. That's not fair. That's not right. It's not right. It's ridiculous. Yeah. If if you're working the same or maybe even more hours, then you know you should get paid comparable. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Spalter says, I tend to end up in leadership roles, whether I set out to or not, but sometimes it's nice and um, sometimes it's nice and less stressful to follow. Mm-hmm. Which I agree with too. Yeah. I, you know, it's the same with me. I mean, I be, I be, I'm, I get on a like a jury duty situation, and I don't even say who I am or what I do or anything. And we'd be sitting in the back room, and they elect me the foreman of the jury. That's not fair. That's not right. But, but I can organize people and a team of people and and work with a group yeah, of people. You've, you've worked in management most of our <laughs> lives as yeah. a right radio station manager, and then as a pastor, a pastor and a leader and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. 
so anyway, I have those those tendencies to do that. But I understand it is much less stressful to follow than to yes. lead. And I can do that, but I don't enjoy it. Yeah, that much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Um, bear butt. He's so funny. That's B A R B A R B E A R, like a bear. I try, yeah. I tried to growl like a bear. I don't growl very well. No, he's hilarious. Anyway, he's my friend Daryl. He says, uh, "Follower." I'm best at taking a, a leader's vision and making it totally awesome, hopefully. <laughs> and see, that's really cool because, mm-hmm. f- you know, I think we have a lot of people that think they're leaders, but a, a lot of them really are people that need to be followers. And mm-hmm. then you have a lot of people that think they're followers that cr- could really step up and be leaders. But uh, in Daryl's case here, um, I, I've heard his work and he does. He takes the vision of somebody who's has done something and then he creatively creates something that enhances that, which is really a cool skill to have. Well, I used to do that when you would write plays. Yeah. Then my you friend would, yeah, Susie and I mm-hmm. would, would make the sets for them. Yeah. And I really enjoyed doing that, doing the artistic sure. behind-the-scenes things. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, they're very cool. And then uh, my friend Meds um, from England says, I'm a leader, always have been, but I'm also not averse to following someone I trust. That trust is a big issue. Boy, though. that is a big issue. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about what good and bad leaders are, the difference between the two. Mm-hmm. And I agree with Meds. Meds, I always, you know, for a long time, we just kind of accepted if the person was a leader, we just believed everything hook, line, and sinker and just followed them. Um, that isn't necessarily healthy. No. Because you shouldn't really b- follow anybody blindly. Well, trust yeah. is earned. It's not just given. And I think a lot of times we get in a situation and, and we go, wait a second, this isn't what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And then we get stuck in it and we think, well, they're a leader. I don't want to challenge them or I don't want to question them. When in fact, um, you know, a good leader, well, we'll, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. But trust is a huge, huge issue. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Uh, how about, uh, oh, here's another one. I, I tried to be a leader most uh, most of the time, but I'd rather be a follower most of the time. I don't handle stress well. Again, somebody answers with that thing of, you know, when I'm a leader, I, I'm stressed. And thank you, D'Angelis. That's very, very cool comment. Um, here's one from Toxic Death. <laughs> it says, I try to follow but end up leading as I want things done a certain way. <clears throat> never selected as a leader except uh, uh, never selected as a leader except because nobody wants it. And, uh, you know, that's true. Sometimes by default we have to lead. Mm-hmm. When people, you know, when nobody will step up to the plate. I, I've been there a lot. Yeah, you yeah. have. When you're a pastor's wife for years, you end up doing a lot of things or being in charge of things that maybe you're not gifted at, but they just need to be done. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our friend Geeky Fanboy, Kenny, says, I'm, reluct- I'm, a reluct- I'm a reluctant leader. Folks seem to follow me for some reason. And I'll tell you, I know why they they follow Kenny. Why? Because he is a fun, loving, compassionate boss. So he's an otter lion. Well, now you open that up. I don't really <laughs> want to open all that up. We that can we can talk a, about personalities that means on he's another a show. Fun boss. Yeah, he's a fun yeah. boss. He's he's great. And once you, Kenny, once you, you know you are, uh, when you accept somebody as a friend, you really you're loyal and faithful. And I would imagine you'd be really great to work for, because uh, you have the skills of organization and you manage people well. And that's why everybody likes to follow you. Interesting, huh? Yeah. Let's see. Um, here's another one from um, from Rick Pete over in um, Crystal Lake, Illinois. 
He says, I've always been in leadership positions, but truth be told, I learn more when I'm serving rather than leading others. Hmm. Now, there's a real key. There's a difference between dictator leadership and servant leadership. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that was that's really, really good. Yeah. And if you read the New Testament, it seemed to me like Jesus was more the latter, more the servant leadership. Absolutely. There were times when he, he was very authoritative, but he never had to enforce his authority. Yeah. And I, we'll talk about that he as well. He had authority, but he was a servant. Let's read um, on Facebook some of okay. the things. You, why don't you I take some of those? Already. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Richard says, um, both... Because you can't lead without first learning to follow. Boy, that is the truth, too. Mm-hmm. You can't be a good leader unless you're a good follower. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we have problems with that because we want to be in charge or whatever. But we need, you know, that's that whole story in the Bible where, you know, where um, the uh, the centurion says, uh, my, I think he says, my child is sick. Is that is that the one? Yeah, and he says, well, I have. Um, people under authorities well, under he, me and, right and and he goes well i'm not there he goes well yeah but uh, but jesus as a man under authority uh-huh. um i know that my authority comes from the my from above and jesus said boy this guy's smart he got it he got it yeah and i think it was referring to the fact that if we are submiss submitted to god mm-hmm. and we're following after him and we can we can we can we can follow him then he will give us the ability to lead others. Mm-hmm. And I, I love, there's some stuff coming up on here that's really good. How, what's the next one? Uh, Mary says, follow me as I follow Christ and those he has placed in my life to teach me the path that I should follow. I think um, it is the responsibility of leaders to train up leaders so that I follow those ahead of me on the path and encourage those behind me to catch up and pass me. Um, and I, I know we try to keep the identity, and I won't say the last name, but this is a special lady to me because she was my youth um, leader when I was a kid. Wow, and that yeah. was many, many years ago. It was a few. I won't say how many, yeah. but um, mm-hmm. yeah. So we'll go on. <laughs> okay, the next one's from um, Joe from Canada, mm-hmm. and he says, I always think of myself as a follower, but always end up um, taking the lead whether I want to or not. Ah, yes, 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 yes. And that that um, that happens yeah, when you have a personality that um, that can handle a leadership role that kind of mm-hmm. comes out. It shows yeah. up in a group. I mean, you watch a show like Survivor or some of these reality-based shows, and you find out who leaders and who are not mm-hmm. People really quick. People who can make decisions yeah. and, and um, take responsibility. This is a good one from Alan. Okay. He says, I have found myself pushed into many leadership positions that I really didn't want to be in. So I guess others see me as a leader, but I am a leader of my house as a father. But the truth be told, I would much rather walk beside someone rather than lead or follow. I'm a Facebook person where you have friends instead of a Twitter person where you have followers. Hmm. I think, <laughs> I think I'm, I'm like that. I, I'm a Facebook person that has friends rather than Twitter person that has followers too. Very interesting, huh? But you're you you do Twitter a lot. I do. I I yeah. And I well I what well, I don't have like I think I have like two hundred some followers and that's about it. So yeah. let's so, see. Troy says I like playing follow the leader 
Okay. And we know that Troy is a pastor, so he he's doing a little play on words there, and and uh, so he's following the leader Jesus. That's right. Yeah. And uh, that's then cool. Lisa says, "I think I'm a leader, but I don't think I'm very good at it." I think a lot of us feel that way. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think the one, leaders that think they're really good at it are the ones you shouldn't be following. Yeah, probably. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it really is all in, in an attitude. I think people that like to be in charge of other people have a problem. Yeah. And, and, I mean, there's a there's a humble factor that comes in when you are not um, when you're not full of yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, yeah. You keep on getting. Uh, I do. I'm talking. You know who face. I'm talking to while we're talking. I'm talking to my friend Meds from England. He just said hi on Facebook to me, so I was asking <laughs> if he had his microphone on so we could talk to him. But uh, he says no. He's on Natalie's laptop in the living oh, room watching. I, I uh, keep on hearing pops in my ear. Pop. He's watching plane, trains, and automobiles. He says hi to you, by the oh, way. Hi, and, Meds. And he didn't mean to interrupt us on taking with you and all the <laughs> listeners, but you did. <laughs> Mads is a really nice guy, though. We oh, enjoy talking. Great to him. friend, and yeah. you should listen to his podcast. His latest one is on Sherlock Holmes. It's really good. Mm-hmm. It's called Waffle On. He's and he's one of our main actors that we've had. Yeah, he's um, been on a couple of our dramas of our and helped dramas. us out in s- several areas. And what a wonderful friend! And uh, I pray for him and his family. He's got a uh, beautiful little girl and a wonderful wife and. We just, we really care about them. I wish we could meet them. I mean, we would be yes. good friends. If we lived by each other, we'd be doing goofy things all the time. I yes. already know. Yeah, we, we would. would. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Meds, we really like you. And you can find his podcast at Waffle On, just like the word waffle and on, dot podbean dot com. Subscribe to it on iTunes and listen. It's very funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so back to our, our little thing here. Um, Jerry says, in a lot of things I will follow, but if they are not cutting it, I just may take over the lead. Hmm. So if it gets frustrating, then somebody will step in and, and take the lead. And, uh, yep, I've seen that happen before, too. Mm-hmm. And then uh, last but not least, Mark says, following Christ, leading others to him. Yeah, that's a good thing. That's really good. If you keep that in mind, we follow Christ mm-hmm. and we lead others to him. And I, I remember people, you know, I remember this one pastor that had talked to me one time, and he said, um, I said, I really felt, um, how did he, I, I how did I put it? I, I was driven to do something. He said, you know, you should never be driven. You should be led. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you know that what Mark said there reminds me of our son, Andrew? Mm-hmm. Because um, he, when I was praying about what to name him, I was reading in the Bible of the um, disciple, Andrew, who um, fought, found Jesus, was following Jesus. And he got so excited about following Jesus that he grabbed his brother and led his brother to Jesus too. Yeah. And said, you got to meet this guy. He's really cool. Well, maybe not in that exact <clears throat> words. Well, kind of. Yeah. And so Andrew was named after that disciple. Andrew. Yeah. That's yeah. very, very cool. In Colossians chapter four in the message Bible, it has this really interesting verse. It says, and masters treat your servants considerately. Be fair with them. Don't forget for a minute that you too serve a master, God in heaven. Now you got to remember when the Bible was written, there were slaves, mm-hmm. and you know we we now have a, a system where you have bosses and employees, mm-hmm. or people in authority in churches or in organizations, and then you have people that follow underneath that. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you when you when we're reading the Bible, understand that we're talking. It's basically the premise of talking about leaders when it talks about masters, okay? Mm-hmm. So we find in this per- particular passage that masters treat your servants considerately. So 
a boss, a, a really good boss is a considerate person. Mm-hmm. And 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 he says to be fair with them, be fair with the folks that that you um, that you lead, and don't forget for a minute that you too serve a master. In other words, mm-hmm. you serve God, so you need to yeah. be compassionate to the people underneath you. And I think that's interesting. We we recently had a new program come on the uh, TV called um, um, what's the, what's the boss undercover boss? undercover boss. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you thought about it. Well, I've only watched the first episode that came on right after. I've watched the, two of them so the far. The Super Bowl, and you know, I was very impressed. And you know, I don't know if that particular boss is always that considerate, but at least on that show, he was very compassionate. He went undercover and did like what five or six different jobs. Yeah, even, was, even got fired from one. Yeah. It was kind of funny um he was picking up garbage and wasn't doing it fast enough so the the supervisor fired him he's man i've never been fired before it was funny (laughs) didn't know he was firing his boss but but um but yeah he was able to see the lives of the people um working for him some of the Mm -hmm. situations they were in that really weren't that great and um he um actually took steps to Change some of the ways he did stuff. Some of the policies, you know, that he had just handed down from the top. Well, what happened is he he lost touch Mm -hmm. with the company that he had Mm -hmm. that he was running. He lost touch with the employees. And when you see, that's a dangerous thing in leaders. Sometimes you you have leaders that will really get caught up in all the benefits of leading, and they'll sit in their office Mm -hmm. and do their own thing, and they don't really care about the folks that are out there. And, and I think it happens slowly. It doesn't happen right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And there's some personalities that lend themselves more to that than others. But all of a sudden, you realize there's this big gap between us and them. When you have an us and them situation on your hands, you have a problem. Yeah, when it should be us and us. Well, yeah, we, and we experienced, we experienced that in a church yeah. where, where um, I am more, I mean, I'm a leader, and I think I'm a strong leader in different areas. But I've always been more of a teamwork type of person and, and been fine with somebody else leading and, and done stuff like that. But we experienced that where uh, people assumed that because of the way that it was handled before mm-hmm. that I was the same way, and I'm not. And mm-hmm. so we were really surprised when we felt there was a gap between us and them because I just felt like them, yeah. I thought. But not everybody perceives it that way, too. So it gets yeah, it can gets, get messy kind of fast. It gets confusing sometimes. And and some people want that strong dictator leader. And sure. that seems kind of odd to me. Sure. But I prefer more of a team teamwork. But it does take more work to we, do teamwork. Yeah, it does. And it's really interesting in the Bible when you read different stories. You'll find that there was actually characters in the Bible that had the same experiences like Joe was talking about from Canada and others that, that made comments that they get into a situation and then they all of a sudden they become a leader. Mm-hmm. And they're like Joseph. Mm-hmm. Um, someday we ought to do a whole program on Joseph because we could do a whole I, series. I think it's I fascinating. could do about 10 programs on Joseph. Well, yeah. Here, <laughs> okay, for those of you that are not familiar with Joseph's life, he shared a bunch of dreams with his brothers and he was a he was the youngest kid in the family of, I don't know how many Second brothers he had. Second to youngest, but yeah. Well, that's true. He had a younger brother. Right. But. That's right. Benjamin. That's right. Anyway, he had a bunch of brothers and stuff, and, and his father really loved him because he was special and talented and gifted and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. and he had these dreams, and he shared them with his brothers, and they got jealous. Mm-hmm. And and uh, eventually, they were going to kill him. But one of the brothers intervened and said, no, let's um, 
let's just sell him into slavery and we'll we'll put animal blood on his co- his beautiful coat of many colors and we'll give it to dad Tear and say that he got killed yeah. mm-hmm. and then we'll just we'll get rid of him and so that's what they did they they basically threw murder. him threw him in a well and waited till a caravan of slaves came past and they sold him mm-hmm. and uh, he was betrayed by his brothers and he, he was taken in as a slave but everywhere that he went Mm-hmm. He rose to the top because he had leadership skills. Yeah, he was destined to be a leader. Not only did he, was he destined to be a leader in the house that he was serving in, mm-hmm. and then he got falsely accused there and got thrown into prison. The Bible says that he even rose to the top in the prison and became mm-hmm. over the prisoners. Yeah, and then he gets released from there, and he becomes the the second most powerful man in Egypt. Yes, which is one of the most powerful nations ever. Yeah, and you know, so it was. Um, but his but, but his life was filled yeah. with very hard things. His life was filled with hard things, but his character, his work ethic, mm-hmm. his dependability it was awesome. um caused him to keep on rising to the top mm-hmm. in whatever bad situation he was in. He he just had um good work ethics. And, yeah. And that was and that was what was cool about that the 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 boss show that we watched on the TV. Mm-hmm. When you see the second one, you'll go, "Wow, that's amazing." It's really interesting to see people that think it's okay to treat others horribly, but it's nice to see someone who's a leader that goes, "Oh, that's I shouldn't, that cannot go on anymore," and they have compassion and they've learned through their hardships how to help their employees and help their the people that serve with them. Yeah, and- the the best boss in the whole wide world is somebody that um, that takes and rolls up their sleeves and works with you. Mm-hmm. You know, growing up on a family farm, my my dad, um, he would work alongside my brothers, mm-hmm. and they came after college, wanted to come back and work on the farm. And that yeah. isn't always the case, because um, some dads, you know, farming families would be dictatorial or authoritative, mm-hmm. and and would just tell their kids do this and chew them out if they didn't do it right. And I'm not saying my dad was perfect, but we really had a team effort. Yeah. At, uh, as a family farm. And I yeah. think that makes a difference. <clears throat> I, I agree. Well, not everybody is destined to lead big things, but we all have areas that we are leaders in. Mm-hmm. And I want to point that out because you may be listening and saying, well, I'm a follower. I'm a leader. You know what? At times we're followers we're and we're leaders. Yeah. And so let's talk a little bit about um, what makes a good or a bad leader. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I wrote down ten things, and we'll go through them rather quickly here because we're short on on time today. But uh, how about this? Number one, bad leaders are cruel, mm-hmm. and good leaders are compassionate. I would agree with that. And we've all had Both. good and bad bosses, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and, and, and in even particular, a good bass, uh, even a good bass, not a fish. I caught you a delicious bass. <laughs> even a good boss Sorry. could have a bad day, but generally. The you know general principle is that well the character the character generally you know a good boss would be generally kind yeah but I remember you had you had some good bosses over mm-hmm. the years and we've had good pastors and leaders and stuff like that over there mm-hmm. and we've also had bad ones yeah and boy there's a big difference yeah you they, you know the bad ones make you feel horrible well, and even the bad ones have good days and the good ones have bad days yeah. you know but it happens but, but uh, sometimes when it's more bad than good you need to look for a different job yeah. how about number two bad leaders observe good leaders roll their sleeves up and help yeah absolutely we already talked about that how about number three bad leaders demand special privileges good leaders don't expect them 
Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? I don't know if you've ever been in a in a situation like I have where um, sometimes leaders can demand, well, you know, we get this and we get that, like, you know, stars and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, yeah. you start demanding it and you aren't very fun anymore. Yeah, or when, yeah. But good leaders, they don't really expect that. It just becomes a fringe benefit. Yeah, or when the leader says, well, I think I should have a health insurance, but you don't deserve it. Right. It's like, we've, we've uh, been there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That yeah. was a horrible feeling. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. So you're so important that you get it and we don't get anything. We work yeah. just as hard or harder. Yeah. You're working more hours, but yeah. I'm sorry. You don't get health insurance. Yeah. That's not cool. Yeah. How about this? Uh, bad leaders talk down to the people they lead. Good leaders connect with the people they lead. Hmm. Have you ever been in that situation? Yeah. Yeah. And that's, a, that's an interesting thing. If you feel demeaned and yucky, after you, when your boss talks to you, you probably should find a different job. Yeah. Thankfully, most of the people I've worked with um, have been encouraging have been and nice. encouraging and nice. Yeah. Yeah. I know that if, if the people that I'm working for or working with connect with me, I'm much more willing to go the extra mile. Mm-hmm. I should be anyway, but you know what I mean. Yeah. All right. How about uh, number... Number five, bad leaders remind you of their authority. Good leaders don't have to. Yeah. I've noticed that, that the groups that we've been involved with and even in jobs and stuff like that, if the boss is always telling you, well, I'm the boss, that's why I get paid the big bucks. And, you know, when they constantly remind you of that and that they are that they are in charge, mm-hmm. then they probably really aren't. They probably have a problem. Yeah. And good leaders don't have to remind you, hey, look, at I'm an authority because they just are. Yeah. And so I think that's an interesting way to look at it. How about this mm-hmm. one? Bad leaders make you feel crummy. Good leaders inspire us. Mm-hmm. And that's really, really true. The, the best bosses, the best um, people that I've ever worked for or been under uh, are the ones that inspire me to do better with my life. Mm-hmm. I, re- I love leaders like that. Um, how about this one? Um, uh, bad people or bad leaders lie to the people they lead. Good leaders speak the truth. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we've had some of that in our past, but we're yeah, we've forward. had some leaders that have lied to us. And, <laughs> and, you know, once somebody lies to me, not saying that I never lie, cause I think we all lie. I mean, if you really want to think about it, well, sometimes we do little white lies or we lies of omission, right? Just don't say everything. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not saying you have to be perfect, but when a leader de- intentionally deceives me for their benefit or for anybody's benefit, I tend to not trust them anymore. Yeah. And I don't give them a whole lot of credit anymore. Then I really don't want to be under their leadership when they lie to me. I don't like it. Th- I don't like that. That's going back to the trust that mm-hmm. one of our comments was about. Yeah. Bad leaders make promises they can't keep. Good leaders keep their word. Yeah. I've really noticed that, that there's some really good flowery leaders out there, or some, some leaders that think they're really awesome, and they make all these promises, but they never, ever deliver on them. Those are bad, bad kind leaders. It reminds you of politics and why It absolutely people... does. Why we're disillusioned with political systems, yes. Because yeah. all these people make these campaign promises, and then they don't deliver. It's, it's mm-hmm. The reason our country is in all this turmoil right now is even in, the, you know, we thought Barack Obama was going to be our savior. You know, I mean, really, there was a huge yeah, rush some, to that. Some people And did, now, yeah. after, you know, after he's been in office for a while, now there's a bunch of people that used to think he was the best thing in the world complaining because he hasn't done anything. And other people yeah. saying he's done all this wonderful stuff. Well, but 
politics in general yeah, have and, an echoey kind of thing and there. And one man can't change everything. No, it he takes, has it to takes, get we have like to, all of Congress yes. and all well, the legislature to get behind him and, and again, change something. And again, it doesn't we need always to, happen. Teamwork is really the, where yeah. it's at. Without teamwork, and you know, I get sad. And not that I agree with everything the president says, but it makes me sad whenever I see him give a speech and half the people are standing up cheering and half the people have their arms crossed. It and just makes me face. sad at that the we have that division in yeah. our country. It's like, can we get together and decide yeah. on what's best for our country and then go yeah. for changing that? But I guess it's not that easy to do. No, and, and really, good leaders keep their word. I don't know how anybody could handle the pressure of politics oh, nowadays. It'd no, be so it's hard. hard. Too, you can't please everybody. No, I, I couldn't do it because it would just tear my heart apart. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I wouldn't do well in that at all. Yeah. I don't think at all. Um, bad leaders talk bad about us behind our backs. Good leaders brag about us behind our back. Hmm. And that's really, really true. I love it when I run into somebody that uh, like if I speak for a church or something like that and I run into somebody they say oh yeah so and so the pastor of that church said you were awesome and they and they go that's so much better than running into because I've run into some people said well so and so thinks you're this and that you know it's so awesome you can tell a good leader when they they brag about you to other people that is awesome when you know you have a good boss if they do that and and you should appreciate them <laughs> if they yeah. do it's well, better than being talked bad about. The, the Bible says to build each other up, not well, tear each other You know down. something I found, too? This is a lot of wisdom here. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. really helps me. If a leader will talk bad about somebody else in mm-hmm. front of me, yeah. then I wonder to myself, what are they saying about me when I'm not in the room? Yeah. So in general, leaders usually don't talk critically about other people. It around people they shouldn't be. And, and it was I mean there's there's there is a time when you you have to evaluate mm-hmm. things like on a job, you have to evaluate employees and so like that. But there's a difference between doing that in a professional manner and then degrading someone. Mm-hmm. And uh whenever I encounter somebody, I've sat in meetings with people that have thousands of people in their church. And the way they talk about their congregation says everything to me. Mm-hmm. And when when you see somebody who's a big star and everybody loves him and thinks he's great, on on the pulpit and on the stage mm-hmm. and then in, in in their in their office they start talking bad about the people that they work with in the yeah. congregation then i i chalk that up and i think i'm not getting close to this leader because mm-hmm. they have a problem yeah so good leaders don't do that good leaders pray for their for their you know the people that are that they're leading and um and if they're not you know christian or believers then at least they treat are thinking they treat them respectfully and they 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 appreciate them so mm-hmm. and then the last one is bad leaders are just into it for the money most of the time good leaders are in it for the experience mm-hmm. and if you think about that it's not wrong to make money but it's much better when we um when we can think about the greater the experience for everyone not just the boss who gets all the money but everybody Okay, we're going to take a a short break, and we'll be right back with another scripture, and then we're going to play a song and close. So uh, listen to this. Take take a listen to this. Hi, Russell. Are you like Mommy? Are you doing a podcast? A podcast. Podcast. Good boy. That is pretty much the cutest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Podcast. Anomaly. Something that deviates from what is standard, normal, or expected. An oddity. Peculiarity. Irregularity. Inconsistency. 
incongruity, a rarity. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And we're the socially functional co-hosts of Anomaly. The podcast with a unique perspective, a female perspective on all things geek. Star Trek. Star Wars. Lord of the Rings. Buffy. Firefly. Gaming. Books. Costuming. And general geek topics. The sometimes monthly, but always entertaining, Anomaly Podcast. Anomalypodcast.com. I remember when our kids, I'd take him to the radio station. You'd bring uh, Nathan down to the radio station, and he would make funny comments over the air with yes, me. Yes, he had the cutest little voice. I know. And now he's doing movies and and has a way different all voice. kinds of different things. Yeah, all grown up. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so back to the subject of leadership, and we're going to mm-hmm. close um, here in just a second. But um, let's talk a bit a bit a bit about how can we be good followers? Because in all of our life, there's going to be authority. Mm-hmm. And so as an employee, then, how do we treat our boss? And you wanted to talk about that. You had a scripture you want to share? Well, yeah, I have a scripture. It's in Ephesians. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember the chapter. I think it's chapter 6. Yeah, and we're starting in verse 5. five. Yeah. And actually, can I start in verse 4? Sure. Because this is, um, sure. verse 4 talks about um, fathers who are leaders in their home. It mm-hmm. says, don't exasperate your children by coming um, down hard on them. Mm-hmm. Um, take them by the hand and lead closer. them in the way of the master. So um, fathers aren't to um, just be domineering, but are to lead. Um, lead by example. Okay, um, verse 5. Servants respectfully obey your earthly masters, but always with an eye to obeying the real master, Christ, um, don't just do what you have to do to get by, but work heartily as Christ's servants doing what God wants you to do. And work with a smile on your face, always keeping in mind that no matter who happens to be giving the orders, you are really serving God. Good work will get you good pay from the master, regardless of whether you are slave or free. And then it goes on to talk like about I, masters. Let me read this part. Um, if you want to. Masters, it's the same with you. No abuse, please, and no threats. You and your servants are both under the same master in heaven. He makes no distinguish, distinguish, uh, distinction between you and them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, in other words, a key to getting along with a difficult boss, mm-hmm. oh, and in any, in any situation, yeah. is to remember that you're working for God. Yeah, ultimately, your boss is God. And he um, sees when the boss isn't around. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember working graveyard shift and stuff like that at Warehouser, this big uh, wood company that we uh, that is in our region here. Mm-hmm. And the graveyard shift was a joke because there were no foremen. They, nobody wanted to work graveyard. Mm-hmm. And so the employees did a bunch of stupid stuff during that time because um, no boss was watching. So we really slacked off. I remember one time getting in trouble for actually working. Because the other employees didn't want to be in trouble for having things get done. Um, Because, you know, we should be working the same even when the boss is Mm -hmm. not looking. I learned that when I worked for Mm JCPenney. And when I worked in the electronics department, I decided that I was going to be the best employee. When I heard this scripture, Mm -hmm. I decided I'm going to work for God. So it doesn't matter if my supervisor is there or not. And you know what happened as a result of that? I got better commissions. Mm -hmm. I got promoted quicker. 
Um, all sorts of stuff started happening yeah. because they realized they could leave and leave me unsupervised and I'd still get the job done and better than they expected. Yeah. And I remember uh, being about the same age when I was college age and I was mm-hmm. working in a restaurant and the same thing. I had read this scripture and I decided, well, even when we're not busy and the boss is gone, I'm going to you know, wipe down the counters and clean up the cupboards and you know, sweep well and wash the windows well and, you know, do do what I could um, to make that the best restaurant. And I remember even pay, um, praying every morning when I walked to work. I had a mile walk to work because we only had one car at the time. Yeah, yeah. And I would pray every morning for my boss and that God would prosper him and that he would know that it was God doing it. Yeah. And I think part of that is um, working hard for him. Yep. You know, it's I showing agree. an example. I think when a boss sees somebody that works very hard, they, they can take advantage of you and you shouldn't let them do that. But if you're working for God, mm-hmm. no matter who your boss is, if you know that God is your boss and he sees everything, that just changes everything. It changes the perspective. Yeah. And I wrote down, it's really how up to us how we react to people. Mm-hmm. and to our situation um that's all we really can change anyway we can change our behavior we can't really change a boss's behavior no. or a leader's behavior we can only change our own mm-hmm. uh, unless they're abusing or hurting people then you got to stand up and make a unless, stand unless you're the boss and then right. you can change your behavior exactly um and and like i love it because the bible is really clear on both parts whether you're a servant or whether you're a master or whether you're, you're serving a boss, him whether you're an employee both are serving God, yeah. and um, well, and even, we should be respectful of each other. Well, and I think that the you you could say this: the Bible promises that if we if we'll work for God, He'll take care of us. He'll yeah. either change our current situation, um, or He can put us in another situation that's better. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, we stop ourselves from the good change in our lives because we are scared to let go. Even if we're being abused, sometimes mm-hmm. we'll stay uh, because we have this. This thing fear going on, fear of the unknown, fear what, of the unknown. But I'm, happen? I'm, I'm living proof that you can step out mm-hmm. and get out from underneath abusive situations and go forward and really have your dreams start to come true. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it all depends on, on who you work for. Who do you work for? Yeah, and ultimately, as, as believers, God is our boss. Yep, and He'll take care of us. And I think perspective changes, um, our attitude. Mm-hmm. If we really think about that, if we for, if we quit focusing so much on the boss or, or or this or that, and realize that God is is our boss, it changes how we approach work. Mm-hmm. And uh, what if we became a blessing rather than a complainer? Because mm-hmm. you know, people can get people around us can really get us down. I mean, if they start talking bad about the boss and talking bad about the company and blah blah blah, we can really get sucked into that if we don't watch it. Or we can choose to say, you know what, I, I'm really not into all that. I just want to do my job and do it well. Um, that can change a lot of things. You might get some people upset with you at first, but that can be catchy too. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have a, a, a good attitude, how we approach work is really, really important. Uh, so to the boss, we say this, take a look at how you're leading. Leader, if you're a leader, how are you leading? How, how are you leading at work? How are you leading in your home? Mm-hmm. You know, because everybody at one point takes the lead at, at home. How are you leading in your family and so on and so forth? So just take a look at how you're leading. And to the follower, we say, take a look at how you're following. Would you want to lead you? Mm, that's a good question. It is. So why don't we pray? And then uh, I'm going to play a song and then we'll close. Okay. <laughs> 
So, Father, I just thank you that you have put every one of us in a situation where we can be a leader if we choose to be. And I pray, God, that you would give us compassion to, to bless those people that work for us. And if we are working for someone, would you give us the grace to give them grace and to work for you and bless our employer? Our prayer, God, is that, that we would uh, quit looking so much at all the negative stuff and start looking at what you're doing and change our attitude and our perspective. And help us, God, to be a leader that loves people, no matter where we're leading. Help us to be someone that loves, that has compassion, and leads the way you want us to. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Cool. Thanks, Amy, for joining me. I'm going to play a song. This is a really cool song. It's by uh, Audio Adrenaline called Mighty Good Leader, right here on Take Him With You. 124 BPM. Yeah. I like Mighty Good Leader by Audio Adrenaline. You can pick that up on iTunes. Jam to them. That's a, They have such great music. Good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, 
thanks for joining me for the program. I hope you really, really enjoyed it. Next week, we are going to do a show called Fight Night. Um, why are there so many arguments and wars in the world and in our lives? If, there's, if it's always constantly crazy and there's always getting in fights and arguments, why is that happening? I have an answer for you, and it comes right out of the Bible. No kidding. I'm telling you, it will be revolutionary in your life when you listen to this next program called Fight Night. It's going to be really fun, and I hope you join us for that. You can always get a hold of us, and we would love feedback so much you don't even know how much we would love it. Give us a review on iTunes. Head on over to iTunes, type in Take Him With You, and you'll find our podcast. Please give us a good review on iTunes, and that helps our ratings and helps people listen. more people listen to it. Share us with a friend. Tell somebody about the program. We would love to hear from people and get new listeners. You can always write to me rick at takehimwithyou.com or visit the website at takehimwithyou.com you can donate to the podcast there you can leave feedback you can do all sorts of cool stuff there read the notes for the shows I always put fun stuff in there there's always uh, links to all these other things and it's just it's just a blast so I really encourage you to go over to our website we would love to hear from you but we really really covet your your feedback rick at takehimwithyou.com Com. You can always follow me on Twitter at Moyer777, or you can visit me on Facebook at facebook.com slash rick.moyer. I'd love to hear from you. Be my friend. Please be my friend. Mm, friend you must be. Yeah. Take Him With You is a Moyer Multimedia LLC production. Copyright 2010. All rights reserved. Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Jenny. We're the hosts of Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. We're not like your typical fan podcasts. Both Jenny and I have worked on several seasons of The Guild and take our listeners behind the scenes to share our fun and crazy times on set. We also have exclusive interviews with cast, crew, and fans of The Guild. We keep you up to date on General Guild news and the latest happenings of our cast and crew. So please give us a listen on iTunes or at knightsoftheguild.com. This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open-wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast, we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumors as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus, a Borg. Star Trek episode analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. 
Good evening, everybody. When you aren't listening to Take In With You with the multi-talented Mr. Moyer, then I'd be honoured if you could take a few minutes to check out my little show, Happy Times. If you have an iPod Touch or an iPhone, and if you love your applications but are feeling the pinch of the current economic climate, then this is the podcast for you. Each week I'll review a free or cheap application and spend a few minutes gassing on about why I like it or not. Buying apps over the air can be both addictive and expensive, so why not spend a few minutes a week listening to Appy Times and I'll try to separate the wheat from the chaff. Just go to appytimes.podbean.com or search the iTunes store for Appy Times. That's A-P-P-Y-T-I-M-E-S. So come and share the Appy Times with me. Thank you. Hello, my name is Meds. And I'm Kelly. And we are the presenters of Waffle On Podcast. Now, once you've finished listening to the brilliant Taking With You podcast... What in the wide world of sports is that? It's a podcast that's spiritual, but not religious, and all about Rick's geeky life. What? Does he like geeky TV? Indeed he does. What? Like TV we like from 1960 to 1999? Indeed, and that's why he listens to us. That's what we're about. We do British TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. So come and find us. You can find us at Podbean, just type in Waffle On Podcast podcast or iTunes. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. Thank you.